Zach Ellis, Commercial Credit Group. Thank you very much for joining us here in this very trying and difficult times to navigate through. So we thought we'd bring Zach Ellison, Zachary Ellison once again, Mr. Zachary Ellison, because we're going to talk about some professional stuff here. So I better put a Mr. in front of there to keep it professional. But it has to do with money, your checkbook. And here's somebody that I know I can trust. So I thought I'd bring him on to talk a little bit about some of the things that are going on. And, you know, Zach, before we got on the air, and I know we'll talk about some of the things that are really related to the oil and gas industry in just a minute or two, but, you know, you and I were talking about some of the, you know, kind of first line of defense people that are really going to get hit with this uh, shutdown, the self-quarantine, the social distancing, if you will. We've been talking about the servers, you know, um, throughout the week about how servers are primarily a cash business and so that's how they pay their bills and so when that cash goes away they can't have a paycheck to help supplement their income and a lot of servers rent and then so if they can't pay their bills well their landlords can't pay their bills and then it's just a ripple happens so fast and that's just in serving and you and i were talking about you know march madness wrestlemania major league baseball basketball Sure, those are going to be impacted, but, you know, billionaires and millionaires, so not a lot of people are going to feel sorry for them. But some people do forget about all those small businesses that rely on those particular things. Even in the podcast world, for example, I know some people in Houston that rely on, you know, when March Madness rolls through there, they grab a couple former NBA players to rent out a room at a hotel and put them up on a stage and, and record a live podcast with Charles Barkley or something like that. Or, or, you know, you know, you know what I mean? Where it's like 40% of their annual revenue is from a WrestleMania weekend or a March madness weekend or something like that. So I think of the small businesses and I wanted to bring you on to talk a little bit about that. And, and like I said, we'll get into some other things first, but I'd like to just start off this interview with, have you talked to some of the small business owners out there? Are they sharing any concerns like the ones I just explained to you where, boy, man, when when, when the spigot cuts off, last time I checked, a lot of people still send bills out. So anyway, your, your thoughts, your comments on what I just kind of, uh, that's the longest question and intro. By the way, how are you doing today? <laughs> yeah, Jason, doing good, doing good. Always a pleasure to uh, have some time to sit down and talk with you to to elaborate on your question, absolutely. We're seeing a lot of small businesses. Uh, they're truly hurting today. More than not, guys are never truly taking a step back to think about, hey, you know what, the economy is good right now, or why don't I put some of that money back? 2019 is probably been one of the roughest years that trucking industry saw as a whole, um, and as well with the oil field, too. So, Guys are truly hurting now more than ever, and we're going to get into some stuff here in just a moment. But to answer your question, these small businesses are hurting. We're seeing companies that are doing anywhere from $1 million to maybe $10 million in revenue, and those are the guys that are truly hurting. It's not the bigger corporations that have billionaires that are backing them or these huge private equity firms. These are salt-of-the-earth people that are running – a business to support their family, to put their kids through college, to put food on their table. And these are the people that we truly want to be able to reach out and help and say, hey, we know that the economy is always going to be a roller coaster. And it might be good and it might be bad for a time, but we're here to stay. We're here to help you no matter what, because we want to see your business grow. We want to see you have increased revenues and we want to see 
your business thrive and expand. So that's what we're here for. Another one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on, Mr. Zachary Ellis, is because this is the time where alternative financing, and I don't even know if that's the term or not, but, you know, a lot of times people just go to the traditional bank because that's what they're told to do since they were born, basically. And the banks are not always the most friendly of lenders at times. You know, they're very judgmental, and sometimes they they offer some different criteria. They tend to... um, go on the safe side, I guess, is what they call it by, you know, people who they know and et cetera, that sort of thing. So I, I guess I'm not sure. Is there, is there a correct term these days for alternative financing? I think you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's, not, it's the non-traditional financing. And right now, boy, that, that's the type of financing that is going to the front of the line, my good sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. You're, you're 100% correct. The thing that we're noticing now is the banks are always going to be there. They're always going to lend money, but there's a lot of different sources. When you look at a bank financing versus somebody that is equipment financing, it's completely different. Now, a bank is going to have a division that strictly finances just equipment, and that's what they specialize in. The difference with us is we're an equipment lender, but we're independent. So a bank is going to have guidelines that they have to go by. It's going to be certain credit criteria. They're going to want a certain customer profile. They're going to look at financials. And if you don't fit that guideline exact how they want it, they're going to turn the deal down. Along with that is a bank process nine times out of ten is going to take anywhere from two to four weeks versus an independent lender where you have a team that's working on it. I'm going out there and meeting these customers, whether the customers in the Barnett Shale, the Permian Basin, up in Oklahoma, Wherever the customer is, I'm meeting that customer in person. They know who they're dealing with. I have an underwriter. His name is Michael. Me and Michael work together on all of these deals. We can get usually a deal under 500000 done in anywhere from one to three days. And the deals in the millions will usually take anywhere from a week to a week and a half. And sometimes it could be sooner than that. But that's what we're seeing. If you don't fit that guideline, that bank is going to turn that deal down. If you have somebody that's truly working on your deal day in and day out and knows your kids and knows your business and knows your family, knows your revenue, knows your plan and the downturn, then that's truly what's valuable to a guy. You mentioned trucking or transportation, if you will. Of course, that is a very integral part of the oil and gas industry. I'm going to transition into the oil and gas world, if you don't mind, because uh, I get it. There's a lot of different financing for a lot of different things. You and I were talking about some of our friends or mutual friends that have uh, Airbnb properties and you know what are they going to do because like my friend in Maui right now she's you know she, she's got to come up with that payment and uh, even if it was booked you can't get there so I mean it's it's a real pickle for for some people like that and I don't know if you get into that financing. I, I, you know, I'll, I'll leave that to the emails and the phone calls and, and that sort of thing. I did want to transition to uh, the energy world since you mentioned trucking, which is a huge part of the energy world. But how about midstream, upstream, even throwing the salmon stream if you want? You know, I mean, what kind, what type of uh, customers and profiles are you seeing right now in the energy sector that could really take take advantage of what you guys are offering out there? Yeah, absolutely. So upstream, midstream, transportation companies, uh, even more so your upstream guys, your ENP, some of the guys that are out there 
creating uh, or doing construction on well pads. Sorry, so your construction companies we're seeing your ENPs, your midstream guys, which are guys that are doing pump down, frack, acidizing, cementing, uh, crude hauling, uh, fuel hauling, hauling sand, water, whatever it is. If that if that trailer hooks up to a truck or it's a piece of construction equipment or it's a frack pump, anything that'll hook up to a truck or construction equipment or waste equipment, we will look at that deal. And like we talked last week, refinancing has been a big, big key to some of these guys' success on this downturn. How about credit? That's, of course, what's going to keep people away from calling. You know, they're, they're going to cancel and deny themselves credit in their head before they even make a phone call. Uh, let's Let's, you know, kind of... What's the word I'm looking for? Settle those qualms or just give people the confidence to know that, you know what, anybody or everybody can be spoken to, but there is some criteria involved there. But what what are some of the credit criteria these days? Sure. So, again, like a non-traditional lender is what you might refer to us as. We're not based off of a credit score as a bank will be. Most banks will usually say, hey, your scores have to be personal credit along with business credit. Business credit is worked off of something called PayNet, which is all your commercial credit, anything that you finance in a business name, along with your personal credit. But usually a bank will look for a 600-plus score. As an independent lender, it really varies for us because we don't necessarily look for a score. The biggest thing for us, again, is we want to know our customer because at the end of the day, what's important to us is who's the customer? Is that guy a type A personality? Is he going to go out? Does he know what to do in a downturn? Or is that guy going to close the doors and say, hey, you know what, freight's not moving, or you know what, I haven't had a load of sand in a week, I'm just going to shut it down and tell the bank to come get all of their equipment. So time in business is huge for us. We like to see at least a guy that's been in business for one-plus years. Annual revenue is another thing. Just like anybody out there, we want to see a business that cash flows. But I just did a deal last month, $30 million company, but they showed a $300,000 loss for last year. So we thought to ourselves, okay, well, how did this company put up $30 million in revenue but lost three hundred and some odd thousand dollars So that's something that we'll look at, and we put the pieces together, and we say, hey, you know what? We understand that it was a downturn, but what is your plan moving forward? And lastly, it's just truly knowing who you're dealing with and how they're going to work their equipment to be able to repay that loan and expand. Two-part question for my next one here. First one's more of a heads up. Um, one of the things we're doing on this program is we're mentioning to people out there, you know, support your local restaurants right now because they, they need it. You know, and a lot of them are just down to takeout and delivery. So, uh, Mr. Zachary Ellis, before the interview is done, I'm going to ask you to plug one of your favorite restaurants. We had Cowboys and Indians out of Houston plugged yesterday. Authentic Indian, authentic cowboy cuisine. So if you have a chance, of course, you can always do that. Then we'll put the link up at the website as well. Uh, I did want to mention to you um, about, or I did want to ask you, you know, a lot of times restaurants, those are, you know, dreams of people to start up. I don't know if you're getting a lot of startup loans or not. I would think that that has probably slowed down pretty, pretty significantly, but I would imagine like the refis or the bridge loans or just maybe some refis is is happening. What types of loans are you seeing 
that people are doing. Are you seeing any startup loans? I guess I, I would think that, boy, that would be a tough, tough. But then again, there's probably a lot of, never mind. There's all kinds of opportunity out there all the time. There's a ton of money on the planet. And it's just find the, finding the people who have it and, and want to build a better mousetrap, I guess. But I guess. what type of loans are you seeing out there? Yeah, sure. So to answer your first question, I live just west of Fort Worth uh, in Alito. So Alito Diner is a place that me and my wife like to go to. So that's a small business. There's uh, it, the third week of March. There's actually coming up. I want to say it's actually this week. It supports small business. So there's a strip of small businesses downtown that we try to go and support because that's huge. It's supporting a guy to put his kid through college or be able to pay his mortgage versus one of these bigger companies out here with a CEO buying another jet or buying another mansion. So um, that's huge to us to, to support that business because those guys support me too. Um, to answer your second question, early startups are really tough. We're seeing some startup companies, but a lot of those guys, usually their first call is going to be to people that they know in the industry that have already been established. And they're going to ask for some sort of guidance. And sometimes those guys end up going with a private equity firm. Now, there's nothing wrong with private equity firms, but sometimes they can be a little bit more expensive and have a little bit less unfavorable terms versus a traditional lender, untraditional lender, um, such as myself. So I haven't seen a lot here lately. Most of what we're doing is loans, leases, refinancing of current existing debt, or maybe even guys adding some debt. We're not scared of a guy that wants to add debt. We just need to make sure that the customer's position to be able to make those payments and not end up having the equipment back in the long run. So what's the process, you know, to get going on something like this? I mean, you know, how, how do you guys factor into this? You know, somebody on my end is wondering the process, but somebody on your end is probably thinking, okay, we got to factor in different things here, whether it's buying the invoices from these people, whether it's putting up a, a pink slip as collateral. Uh, talk to me a little bit about, you know, from your perspective to kind of let someone like me know why and how I can do this. Sure. So you can get a hold of me uh, via phone, 682-386-7973. But factoring is another important key that I wanted to bring up. Factoring is essentially buying an invoice and commercial credit group will pay you up front for the invoice. So instead of waiting 30, 60, or 90 days to get paid on the invoice, we pay you up front via ACH or check the very next day. And that's key. Right now, I cannot stress that enough. Factoring, it is a make or break of your business at this point. Because if you have invoices sitting, that have been sitting for 60, you're coming up on 90 days. Once those invoices hit 90 days, I can't factor them. So I strongly encourage a guy to call me, call me, call me, get set up on factoring. We advance anywhere from 95 to 99%. You pay a small fee and it's all dependent upon your company, credit profile, etc. But that is something that will increase cash flow, help you expand your business, and it helps pay the bills because most of the time when a guy comes to me, he has a diversified credit profile. I'm not the only guy that's lending him money. And we encourage that. We encourage guys, go to your small town bank, diversify your credit profile. Because if you can show that you paid back $3 million to Bank of America and you pay back $5 million back to you know Bank of Midland or whoever it might be, 
then we can say, you know what, we feel comfortable going into this deal, giving this guy five million or eight million or ten million dollars, because he shows his history that he can repay his loans. Kind of wrapping up here a little bit, looking at the clock. Uh, any final advice you might have for anybody at this time? I'm just telling everybody to take a step back and remain calm. You know, of course, with the coronavirus, I like to bring up the NBA players who were sweating and banging up against each other up and down the court all night. No one else got it, just those two players. And so it that, that was a pretty good news in terms of the contagion aspect of it. So um, from your standpoint, you know, with money and with what's going on with this coronavirus and some of the potential shutdowns and everything along those lines, that's the main reason why I wanted to bring you on because really you do provide a solution to a lot of people right now that are trying to figure out how are they going to take care of some real problems we have out there? So, uh, just I'll, I'll give you the floor a little bit as kind of a final thought that if, if you want to, you know, plug how people can get in touch with you. Maybe you know if you guys are, t- you know, any any sort of pa- pattern answer you guys have, I guess. Just kind of the floor is yours, okay, man? Yeah, thanks. So we're not a means to an end; we're a solution to a problem. And when you diversify your thinking and you change your thinking to let me find a solution to this problem. Again, we know the economy is going to be up and it's going to be down, but we're truly here to solve the problems that any customer may have. As a non-traditional lender, we can look at the deal that some of the other banks won't. Again, like you mentioned, the startup, the refinances, uh, factoring is a huge thing. And all of these things are something that you can do right now and not waste any more time call me. I'd love to have a conversation with you. If I can't help you, I'd rather take 10 minutes of your time, talk to you about your business, talk to you about your plan and say, hey, you know what, Jason, at the end of the day, I'm probably not a best fit for you. Because down the road, I would rather have you as a customer and you say, you know what, Zach told me he couldn't help me right now, but why don't I call him back and see if he can help me? So I'd rather have that conversation up front. Um, Other than that, I'd probably say remain calm. We don't know how long this deal is going to last. Commercial Credit Group as a, as a whole, we had a conference call yesterday. We are not going anywhere. Our company is well-rounded. We are well-versed. We're ready for something like this. And you're going to see a lot more of these banks turning down deals. So we think that business is going to increase, and we want to provide more solutions and more opportunities for guys than ever. So 682-386-7973 is my cell phone, 682 682- 386-7973. I answer it from 7 a.m. to 10 p.m. Or you can email me at zellis at commercialcreditgroup.com. That's my first initial, last name, at commercialcreditgroup.com. You can also link with me on LinkedIn, Zachary Ellis.